Hi, welcome to Ha'igeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought, in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Arayi Ben Meir, and for a refuge lemma, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. This week's Parsha, Parshat Mishpatim, marks a change in the flow of the Torah thus far. In the entire preceding Parshiot, we've only gotten around 40 mitzvot, or commandments, but in Mishpatim alone, we get 53 new ones. We get a wide range of mitzvot, the laws of kashrut, keeping kosher, laws of stealing, as well as others. But a main theme is the idea of dealing with other people generally, as well as in relation to their money or belongings. But when we refer to stealing, we don't just mean stealing their money or belongings. This refers to stealing someone's sleep, which can be slamming doors when your family is sleeping, talking on the phone when your roommate is napping, or stealing someone's time, which is arriving at a Zoom meeting late or leaving someone on hold for too long, and even stealing fresh air from others, blocking the window or door in a stuffy room. Another interesting commandment we're given is you shall not ill-treat any widow or orphan. Kol almana v'yatom lo ta'anun. The Baal HaTurim points out this usage of the word kol, kol meaning all, meaning every single widow and every single orphan should be treated with kindness, even if they are well-to-do. The Baal HaTurim explains that this usage of kol teaches us that even if someone seems comfortable after a loss, no kind of hurt can be compensated by earthly possessions. When I read this commentary, my thoughts immediately went to, well, it's sure easier to mourn in a nice warm house than a not nice cold house which maybe isn't the right response, I'm not sure. There's a movement to make Instagram casual again, and this refers to the fact that Instagram has kind of become this glossy posed film reel of the seemingly perfect lives of others. This is definitely different, but we have this idea in our minds that if something looks beautiful, it is. That is, if someone is beautiful, their life is too. That even if someone has experienced loss, well, at least they still have the vacation home and Aspen. This goes for celebrities too. We hear all the time how celebrities will speak from the height of fame, the height of wealth and privilege, saying how even these material things can never fill the voids of hurt, sadness, loneliness, and meaningful relationships. I'm going on about this because the key to caring for every widow and every orphan is empathy and basic respect. To go back to our rules about stealing, our belongings, our time, our space, our sleep, these are all things both tangible and intangible that feel like they make us human. They are the base of our earthly existence and respecting that time, space, and sleep is the basis of what we owe one another. This is why I think these laws about interpersonal relationships have to appear now, seemingly abruptly inserted between last week's experience at Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, only to return to the Har Sinai experience at the end of this Parsha. Of course, there are lots of other mitzvot that we are responsible for, especially in regard to our relationship with God. But how can our commandments related to God mean anything if we don't respect the creatures of God's earth, our fellow humans? I've been getting these daily emails from the Chovitz Chaim Heritage Foundation, all relating to bettering our interpersonal relationships. The first day's idea had the subject of, do you know someone who's mean or difficult? Of course, we all do. Who just popped into your mind? That's the person we're gonna, we're gonna focus on today. I was really excited to read this. I don't like feeling negatively about people. Like the saying goes, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So here we go. The email's essential message was, your family member, your friend, your coworker who's giving you a hard time is often just going through something that you can't see. And most likely their behavior has nothing to do with you, but rather something they're personally struggling with. My first reaction was, how incredibly typical. 
but how can empathy mask the frustration and hurt that I feel? But of course, against my natural instinct to delete the email and go on drinking metaphorical poison, I actually did try to see below the surface of this particular person that I'm thinking about. And I am sorry to report that it did in fact help. So what is my point in all of this? My point is, and I need this reminder often, but snapshots of life, also known as our perception of others, are really just flimsy shells of what goes on in the complicated halls of humanity. Whether in relation to someone whose life we think is perfect, or in relation to someone whose life makes ours miserable, there's always so much going on under the surface. And it's good and well to say this, but it's very hard to internalize, at least for me. So I am going to work really hard to focus on having empathy this week for others. Though I do wonder which comes first, empathy or respect for others' belongings. Or can we develop empathy through respecting the space of others? Hmm. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share and have a Shabbat Shalom.